Welcome to Reentry Stories, a new podcast from WYSO. I'm Mary Evans. Every week we feature conversations between people who were once in prison. When we return to the community, we often have trouble finding jobs, housing, and mental health services. Every year in Ohio, more than 22,000 people are released from prison, 1,500 in Montgomery County alone. All the people in our series have taken part in either Sinclair Community College's Advanced Job Training Program or the Dayton Collaboratory's X-Factor Initiative. Today we meet Angel Hobson Woods and her father Reuben Woods. Angel is the intern for the Communications Department at Sinclair Community College and shadowed me throughout the making of this series. She supported her father throughout his multiple incarcerations. Ruben, a self-publishing author, shares how changing his thinking and using writing as a therapy tool has kept him a returned citizen the past 11 years. This interview gives a look at how incarceration affects families and how families can still remain united in the re-entry process. Hello everyone, my name is Angel and I'm here with Mr. Ruben Woods. Could you tell me where you're from? Dayton, Ohio, Gem City. And today what we're going to be talking about are the experiences in the system. I read that anger was one of the initial feelings when going in. What did you experience? I stay angry. I think differently when I'm incarcerated. I'm a whole different person. I have a different regiment. I don't care if I'm doing 30 days or 90 days. I have a regiment. Like they serve breakfast at 4.30 a.m. I don't eat that. I only eat. And they serve lunch at 10.30. I eat lunch. And then dinner's at 4.30. That's my lunch. I always felt like first rule of nature is self-preservation. I felt like if I stayed a little hungry, a little starving, I'd be keen to anything going on. How did you think your family felt? I felt I had support most of the time. Whenever someone goes away to prison, they take a piece of the family with them. Now, when you in the county, you right downtown, so people tend to think, like, oh, he downtown or she downtown. Even though when you out, you see downtown, the jail is right there. People riding by it every day, and they just ain't coming to visit. What resources did the halfway house provide? I was put in the halfway house because I lost my job on probation. So if you don't have a job on probation, they put you in the halfway house. I was on my way to work, and then I called, and they was like, uh, your probation officer called and said, you ain't been complying, and so they fired me. When probation officers, they'll create a paper trail on you, so you have to have a paper trail. I'm dropping clean, that's my paper trail. I got a job, I got check stuff, that's my paper trail. People in the hood, you may see them every now and they'll be like, what's up, I ain't seen your room. Like, I'm complying. What was your mental state while on probation? You just you just stay focused on trying to get off and complying. You're cautious of who you hang with. Probation, you're not allowed to be around other felons, but that's like a whole bunch of family and friends. So you're always navigating the rules. That's my mental state. And a lot of people that's been to prison would say they hate to be on probation because it's one foot in and one foot out. Were you able to advance in education during your time in probation? Oh, no, they had me in a, a program. thought I could go enroll at Sinclair and take up theological studies and, and piano and all that, and I was doing good. And then the probation officer, he was like, nah, uh, these classes and stuff come first, so I wasn't able to go to college and do the classes. But I had been to college before. When exactly did you obtain your uh, GED? I've been on probation four times. The very first time I was on probation, probation officer, she made me uh, get a GED. I went and got one. I was 16 points away from a scholarship. I had my own apartment. I was a senior in high school with my own apartment. I was on probation for 18 months, and during that time, I got my um, GED. Also, when I got my GED, though, at that time in Dayton, Ohio, they were offering scholarships to Wright State if you got a certain amount of points. So I was 16 points away from a scholarship to Wright State when I took my GED. I've always tried to obtain, do better. No matter what my circumstances was, the, the drive in me was always to do 
better. What are your thoughts on the rehabilitation system as a whole? To be totally honest, if the word rehabilitate, if the system did what it said it would do, there would be no rehabilitation. Prisons, or nothing, it would work. There would be no parole officers, probation officers. It would turn out nothing but success stories. Were any of your experiences used as inspiration for your book? Uh, yes. Like, I'm writing my fifth book now, Crime Mysteries, K-R-Y-M-E, Crime Mysteries. Actual incidents that happened to family members, you know, two of my brothers and, and to myself. I'm, I'm weaving it in there. You know, it's going to be fictional, of course, but I'm weaving it in there. And then I have an urban literature book, Trying to Be Angel's Daddy, Some Daddy Stay. That's a short story trilogy, Some Daddy Stay, Some Daddy's Run Away, Some Daddy's Get Pushed Away. That's definitely for fathers. Uh, that's about a father's fight to be in his child's life through child support, visitation, paternity testing, you know. Whatever situation I've gotten myself in, I'll take a deep breath. Why? What can I learn from this situation? What can I learn from this? This is not where I'm going to end up forever. So what can I learn from this? I didn't have a father. Okay, I'm, I'm missing some structure. I've ended up in this system. What, instead of being just angry, what can I learn from this? To survive the system, you have to have a mindset to want to do better. To do better is what it is. I got my GED because my first probation officer said, you know, you're going to get a GED. So I got my GED, and um, I'm just going to keep writing and writing myself up out of the way, up out of uh, trouble. I used to get in trouble every two years. So then I said, so I need to put years in between those case numbers. So I started getting in trouble every four years. Now, I haven't had a case number in 11 years. That was returned citizen Reuben Woods and Sinclair Community College's communication intern, Angel Hobson Woods. Angel is a poet and hopes to have a career in journalism and radio. I'm Mary Evans, producer of Reentry Stories. This series is a collaboration between WISO, Sinclair Community College, and the Dayton Collaboratory. Funding support comes from Sinclair and the Eichelberger Center for Community Voices. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear. To hear more reentry stories, subscribe to our podcast at WISO.org or on your favorite podcast app.